This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, December 10th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who definitely doesn't need to tell anyone he is a BYU fan. Uh, I would hope not, although I'm, I just hope both teams have fun. Yes, you do. Okay, so there's this thing going around the internets, mainly Twitter. It's like, tell me you're a fan of this without telling me you're a fan of this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we, we tweeted from BYU Sports Nation. Tell us you're a BYU fan without telling us you're a BYU fan. Okay? Here's a few good ones. At Prof Devin. I live in the Midwest and stay up very late on Saturday nights watching football. <laughs> that's, that's what BYU Typically fans do, it's right? BYU and Pac-12 after dark, right? Yeah, at A. Olson BYU. This is not Ammon Olson, though. I spent countless hours voting and getting others to vote for a school and mascot during quarantine on Twitter. <laughs> right? That tells you you're a BYU fan. It's either BYU or Western Kentucky in that matter. <laughs> well, they did one of those. We did both. Uh, <laughs> at uh, WildG00C Chase. Can't say the name of the state I live in without cringing a little. Okay. At, yeah, I love that. At Shaley Fawcett. What's up, Shaley? I legitimately think Utah State is an argument. <laughs> That's some good work by Boney Fuller. Oh, At Wallach Roger. I got a caffeine-free Diet Coke in a game That's once. says everything. Literally like the only place in America That's you can do that. says everything. And last but not least, you can go check these. We have like 170 replies to it. It just blew up. At Racing Coog. I look great in red, but never wear it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I just like can't wear red. Like maybe one thing at Christmas, but like that's it. I have a purple. It's I mean maybe maroon like Nike that's not basketball warm up jacket. Right, yeah. right. But I wore that. In fact, I had it on during my plane ride home from South Carolina just because it's Did really comfortable. You? And Mike Wilson, Zach Wilson's dad's like, yo, I thought you could only wear blue. <laughs> I was like, my wife gave it to me. She likes me in this color. And he's yeah. like, mm-hmm, okay. Is she here? No. <laughs> but I was like, man, I, it's funny. I, like even purple, well, anything close to that yeah. end of the spectrum is going to get questioned. Okay, I, I also work for the Utah Warriors rugby team in Major League Rugby, and their primary color is red. So I'm like, okay, I just got to do it, I guess. <laughs> black hard. and red. Hey, it's can hard. you have a blackout every game? Yeah. Uh, is it, do you have an all-white option? <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Speaking of Zach Wilson, he's in the show lineup because he was asked yesterday, is he going pro or is he considering a return to BYU for a senior season? Or (laughs) would it be technically his second junior season? I'm not really sure how that works. You you can be a senior twice. That's how it's going to work. Okay. BYU basketball rallying furiously but falling just short against Boise State at home. Is it just another tough loss? Or is there a bigger issue at play for the Cougar Hoopsters? Tyler Haas will join us to examine that inquiry. Plus, Jimmer goes off in China again. Brackenell Bakri's latest golden commentary during a one-on-one. And another Cougar to the New England Patriots. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. I think you saved the best for last on that tease, by the way. BYU men's basketball loses 74-70 to Boise State. Getting revenge for the football game. Just kidding. We'll take the football game. Manuel Acott had a three to win with 7.5 seconds left. Alex Barcelo missed a would-be tying three after that. Cougars shot 14 nothing nine and a half minutes into the game. That was weird. But tied the game at 70 with 37 seconds left and never actually took the lead. Alex Barcelo had a game-high 22 points in the loss. 
and says the need team needs to come out ready to go next time. We got to be locked in on every single play. You know, they, they came out trying to punch us in the mouth from the get-go. Um, they had more energy than we did. They were attacking harder than we were attacking. They were tipping balls away from us. We weren't taking care of the ball. And uh, I, I think that we just got to work on our energy from start to finish. The somber tone after a game is different than when like, the Cougars host Utah Saturday on BYT. It's, it's just different. It's like quiet and like, oh, man. It's extra quiet in that arena, too, because. Yeah. Wait, why? <laughs> you lost, and there are no fans. Right. It's weird. Was Zach Selyus there last night? Zach Selyus was there last night. Okay. Good to have him in the house. Uh, it was interesting. Going into the under four timeout before the end of the game in the second half, when uh, Cosmo comes out and bangs the drum. Okay, so it's just, they dim the lights. It's just dead the- silent. Mark Pope is intensely coaching his team. He hesitated for a second because it was so quiet. And he, like, <laughs> waited for the music to start, and then he started Two scream instructions at his team, but it was like he like looked and you have around to like, like be quiet because uh, the other team I don't want the bench hear to hear me. It's so strange. It's all so strange. BYU football has been anything but strange. They've been fantastic for the most part this season. Looking ahead to San Diego State now, quarterback Zach Wilson was asked a bunch of tough questions yesterday. Like, is he going to play in the bowl game? And he says he's all in on the post game and riding with his guys. BYU's contracted to play in an ESPN-owned bowl game, so with Zach playing, who's the opponent going to be? Again, Saturday night, San Diego State. He's projected as a first-round NFL draft because he's going to come back. Here's Zach Wilson yesterday. Not at all. I'm here to ride, ride with my boys all the way through. Um, that's the goal. You know, we started uh, started with this team back in my freshman year in 2018, and um, you know, had a seven and six year. Another seven and six year, and, and you know now we're finally doing some good things. So this would be, um, I think it would show my kind of character if if I dropped out. I would never do something like that to these guys. You know they mean the world to me, and I, I'm gonna give them everything I have and, and play. Love that attitude from Zach Wilson. And some people are again are asking, is it enough for him to come back with his guys for a magical season next year? What is this Fast and the Furious? One last ride. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Cougars in the NFL. Diane Lake, he's not going with Don Wilco anymore. Yeah. Uh, signs with the Patriots. Awesome. After a successful workout. Congratulations. Also, Taysom Hill is expected to start again this week in Philadelphia. He will be 4-0 as a starter with uh, Drew Brees still on the mend. Taysom Hill, the winningest quarterback in NFL history. Minimum three. Jimmer Fredette drops 51 points. And somehow his team loses. I hate that this is the thing. You know what? Who cares about it? It's just Jimmer getting buckets. It's China. Who cares? The Shanghai Sharks blew a big lead to the Zhejiang Golden Bulls last night, 124-123. Roll them out when they play. Jimmer shot 57% from the three-point line, five rebounds, eight assists as well. 51 points, eight assists. Whoa, what is he doing? Shoot, Why pass the ball? Shoot it. <laughs> But you okay, well. Apparently the Golden Bulls figured out how to guard Jimmer in the fourth quarter. That's the report I read. And BYU Women's Hoops hosts Montana State. Home opener for Eastern on the BYU TV app. Can't wait for this. Shayla Gonzalez averaging 21 a game while shooting over 50% from the field and three. She is a baller. She's really good, to say the least. She's back, feeling good. Saw her family in town. Let's, awesome. let's go. I'm watching her play. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. One last ride for Zach Wilson. One last ride. Does it mean just the bowl game, or is there something more to that question? Again, Zach Wilson was asked 
yesterday during media availability, which factors will go into the decision at the season's end in deciding whether to come back for another year or to make the jump to the NFL? Here's how he responded. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think, uh, I think when the time comes after the season's over, I'll, I'll have a pretty good idea of what to do. You know, really the plan for me now is to, um, you know, finish up this week, um, get to a good bowl game, uh, compete, win the bowl game, and then, uh, you know, it really goes from there. And, and right now my plan is to come back next year. You know, really I haven't thought about it because uh, all my focus is with these boys, and um, I really think when the time comes I'll know what to do. Excuse me, what? Oh, sorry, what? Right now my plan is to come back next year? Wait, what? Jerem, are you buying Zach Wilson being back at BYU next season? Okay, let's let's recreate the interview, okay? You ask me a que- the question. Go ahead. Uh, Zach, are you uh, going to go to the NFL next year or going to come back for a senior season? Uh, you know what? I will be going to the NFL <laughs> next year. I am trying to focus on San Diego State and uh, the bowl game. But, yeah, I'm gone. Sorry, Jay, right? Drew, is that who asked the question? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the projections, but I'm in the first round, like as high as two. And not just that, top ten. Uh, I'm top ten, like almost everywhere. Um, I, I'm going, baby. I'm gone. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my numbers, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, have you seen how much they pay the guys in the top ten? I'm out of here, man. That's stimu- stimulus. Uh, the stipend check uh-huh, I get from BYU. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not the same. So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna make a lot of money. And I won't have to answer any of these questions again from here. Man. So it was fun. Thank you, guys. You're great. I appreciate it. But see ya! I'm not buying this at all. Just because. <laughs> he's, that's a, like, he says the right things, and I appreciate that. But, like, no. He's gone. Come on. His stock is so high. Yes. Could it get any better if Zach Wilson no. came back next year? No. No, 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 no. And, and let's talk about why. Zach was incredible. I think if BYU plays its original schedule – that Zach does fly up draft boards, but I don't think he's a first-round guy against the regular Probably schedule. a day-two guy. Yeah, which is awesome, dude. I don't know that I thought Zach w- would be an NFL draft pick um, after the first two seasons. But, again, we, I, I've said a million times, like, hey, let's let, like, juniors and seniors prove themselves. Let's let them get what, healthy. Yeah, let's get them, yeah, all that. He was so good this year. And it's not Zach's fault that the schedule blew up. You know, it's it's uh, pandemic's fault. And he was incredible. I just think if he came back and played seven power fives, that all of a sudden, it, it, where the spotlight wasn't on him, now it is. Now people will pick at him. And even if he's really good, he would still drop. So I, I'm like, get out of here, because next year's schedule is really hard. Now, competitively, it'd be nice if he was on the team. That'd be nice. It'd be like, okay. Because right now, I'm like, ah. If I look at it without Zach Wilson, I'm going like seven and five against that schedule. I think eight and four would be a good record against that schedule. Seven power fives in Boise State. That's hard. But uh, if Zach came back, it's like, okay, maybe you're in the eight and nine range. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I said it earlier. If Zach Wilson comes back next season, I think BYU is going to win nine regular season games. I think he's that much of a difference maker. You even said 10 at one point. Like, with the bowl game. Ambitious. Yeah. I, said, I, think, yeah. I think BYU would yeah. have a shot at 10 wins yeah. with the bowl game. To me, that's extremely ambitious, right? Um, uh, yeah, it's just tough. So, no, I, I don't buy it. I, he's saying the right thing. That's fine. And everyone is subject to change. Ain't it, literally anything. Nothing uh, uh, can't be undone. Sure. Right? I mean, we had Yoli Child sit here in studio and say, I'm out. I'm out. And then he came back. Mark right. Pope came in as the coach. He came right. back. BYU had this epic run. Right. We were convinced. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to everybody in the Child's family, and they were like, yeah, he gone. 
We declared like, okay. it before the year. All right. When I was 11, my parents told me they weren't going to be married anymore. Like, everything can be undone. It ha- it's okay. You can change. That's what Minority Report taught us, too. You have a choice. And that's fine. He can say that. That's great. Whatever. San Diego State Bowl game. See sure. You. Eric you. Mika told me, I'm, fact, oh, I'm coming. I'm not going pro. I'm coming back. Uh, and then he went pro. Yeah. So it, La- you're Elijah right. Bryant left early. Here's the difference between Zach Wilson and the guys you just mentioned. Zach Wilson is a first-round NFL quarterback. Like, this guy's legit. Like, those guys, I love those guys. I appreciate what they did here. None of them were drafted. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to have successful pro careers, but this is different. This is a different level. Zach Wilson is the best pro prospect BYU has had since, who, name it. Who Kyle it? Van Noy? Maybe Kyle Van Noy, right? Ziggy, maybe. Just Ziggy was raw. But more than any basketball player BYU's had in a long time. Sean Bradley? Like, Zach Wilson's a better pro prospect than Jimmer was. I wish I were buying it, even with the blue goggles on. Jeremy, I'm just like, no, Zach, you got to go to the league, man. <laughs> wait, Take well, the money and go. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> like, if he comes back, I'll be like, wait, why? Even with the blue goggles on, I can't. Not the blue goggles on, I'm like, no, come back, Lynn. Go 13-0, go it, to the playoffs. It would be incredible. He'd be a preseason Heisman candidate. The oh, hype would be oh, off the charts. No, it'd be insane. BYU's going to beat Arizona in Raiders Stadium to open up the, the season in 2021. Well, I'm hoping that happens regardless. Yeah. It's Arizona. Come on. That's a team BYU can beat. Let's not go. It. His stock's so high. Yeah. No, no. But thank you. Uh, cue the uh, Sarah McLaughlin music. For you. I will remember you. Okay, topic two. Brigham Young lost to Boise State last night, 74-70. Mm-hmm. Was that just a loss, or was it an indicator of something bigger? If BYU had been blown out like they were against USC and not been able to solve the issues early in the game, then I would be thinking, okay, there is a significant issue with BYU matching up against teams that are long and athletic. USC did a lot of things like Boise State. They're better. They're a better version of of Boise State because oh, yeah. they have multiple NBA prospects yes. compared to just the one NBA prospect prospect that Boise State has. But BYU showed me something last night. Strangely, when they were down 14 nothing and then 30 to 16 and worked their way all the way back to a tie multiple times in that game, 48 I thought, and 70. Okay. Okay, B this is this is different. BYU's yeah. learning how to deal with this type of adversity. They're matching physicality now. So I felt like they had learned something from the USC debacle in Connecticut. I felt like Boise State didn't shoot it as well as USC. True, too. but how much does that have to do with BYU ramping up the defense? I thought BYU played much better defense in the second half. Yeah, and with no fans, you know, with no Marriott. Wait, why do we have you there? Then? Home court advantage. <laughs> BYU, they figured out a way to step up to the challenge that Boise State presented them. So, strangely, I felt like even though BYU lost, they got, they got better. Like, they, they got better in this game because they learned that, hey, we don't have to just fall over and die like we did against USC. We, we can compete with this team. And I, I thought they had a chance to win the game. I mean, if they just don't miss on a blatant rotation error on that final possession. Yeah, Caleb Leonard jumps into the paint. Yeah. The game probably goes to overtime, and I don't like Boise State's chances in overtime if it gets to the extra session. I don't like losing by four to Boise State two years in a row. It stinks. I, I don't like that. It stinks, but I weirdly feel like they got better based on what happened against USC. Like, they fought back. They showed me something last night. Yeah, I agree. There's a moral victory to that. Uh, it's yes and no. It, they, they did, they did uh, you know, indicate some issues. The issue for me is, okay, who else besides Alex Barcelo is going to 
going to show up and do something. Matt Harms had 18. Uh, that was great. It was Harms early. I need Brandon Averett and Connor Harding to do way more. They combined for seven points. Averett coming into the game, I haven't checked it, plus last night had a negative turnover to assist ratio. I think Averett can be better. I think Connor Harding can be better. I think Connor Harding's playing like he's shy still a little bit. I want Connor Harding to assert himself more. I, two years ago, I said, I think this guy could be an all-league kind of player. Right now, he's a little far from that, but I think he could be really good. And then we've seen these flashes of brilliance from certain guys, but then nothing. So Gideon George, bang, 13 and 15 against St. John. Where, where's, where's Gideon George? What happened to Colby Lee? Colby Lee has played like five minutes the last three games or something. So I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. I like what I like Spencer Johnson mm-hmm. having 17 points the last two games, seven and ten. So I think BYU's still figuring itself out. I don't think there's a, I, I don't think as Tyler Haas pointed out in the postgame show, BYU should overcorrect. And yes, it was close, but I, I'm hoping that doesn't cost BYU on Selection Sunday. Like BYU has to beat Utah. Like I I I, I don't want to overstate it, but I, I think if BYU doesn't beat Utah and that large might be a little hard given how tough conference play is going to be and how unique that is and where BYU is. Like, right now, BYU is not an NCAA tournament team. As, we, as it stands right now, BYU is not an NCAA tournament team. But I think they can work themselves into that. Beat Utah. San Diego State on the road is going to be a tough oh, game. Oh, my goodness. That's a huge game. If BYU won that, that'd be massive. Like, I'm not expecting BYU to win that one. But if they win that one, that would be uh, awesome for the resume. So, yeah, some concerns. No, no red flags, but uh, there's some yellow flags for sure. Yes, BYU has to beat Utah, and then they that do. that game against San Diego State, they go go in six and two at that point. If BYU can find a way to steal a game right there, then amazing. they are automatically back in yeah. that large conversation. Yeah, now they're now they're on the fringe because right now they're yeah. out. They're out, BYU's off the bubble at the moment. Then they go seven and two going into those last two Texas non-conference Southern, games, State. and BYU should finish nine and two. I expect eight and three. That's right? Yeah, that's what you said. Eight yeah. and three. Yeah. I said nine and two with Gavin Baxter. You said eight and three with Gavin Baxter. Yeah. To do so without him, I still expect that's something, right? I expect BYU to beat Utah Center. I okay. Do. Our question of the day as we transition from basketball now back to football: the Cougars welcoming San Diego State this Saturday oh, yeah, in an guys. old whack in Mountain West Conference rivalry with quarterback Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay. Is this the last time Zach Wilson's going to play in Lavalier Stadium? The answer is yes. What would you give up to have Zach Wilson return next season? How about that question? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Connor Seed answers on Twitter. Hear me out. I'm not trying to be selfish, but if I could guarantee a healthy season for Zach next year, and no drop in NFL draft stock, I would give up Diet Coke for a year. In parentheses, I'm addicted. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of great answers. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, coming up, Stuart Mandel's idea of a college football bracket buster weekend. Is it awesome, or is it the awesomest? And the all-time leading scorer at BYU, Tyler Haas, joins us fresh off that tough loss. Is there a bigger issue at play for BYU, or was it just another tough loss? We'll ask him that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Senior night, black uniforms, regular season finale, old whack Mountain West Conference foe. BYU and San Diego State in football. Countdown to kickoff and get you ready for the game with the only place to watch the Cougars warm up on TV. 9 Eastern on BYU TV Saturday night. I'm ready for BYU to put up a 50 spot. We are live in oh, Studio B. On that defense? Day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. It would make it all the more glorious. <laughs> it, it would. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now is another man that gets to work with Jerem Jordan on a regular basis now. He is BYU's all-time leading scorer and BYU TV basketball analyst Tyler Hawes. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Ty, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing all right. Trying to recover from last night, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. How are you guys? Yeah, and that was just the pre-half and post-game show, uh, let alone the game, right? That's right. <laughs> I need to know, Tyler, as, as somebody that's worked alongside Jerem for more than seven years now, for you, I think it's been like, what, like seven days? Four games. <laughs> Four yeah. games. Yeah. What's the best and worst thing about working with Jerem Jordan? Best and worst. Um, well, Jerem on camera is all smiles, you know, hair done really nice, top button done up. You get him off camera, and, you know, I've played for some – I've played for some pretty intense coaches. I'm, I'm getting some some heat and, and some intense coaching stuff off camera. So I'm trying to work through that, but fair enough. Uh, Jeremy, he's a pro. It's All right. Fun. You said that uh, you're, you're working hard to get over last night. BYU battles all the way back multiple times to tie the game against Boise State. They could never quite climb over the hill. And today we're asking – is it just one loss last night, or is there a bigger storyline at play with this BYU basketball team? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some alarming things. Um, but like I, I said this last night, I don't feel like it's broken. I feel like the things that BYU needs to fix, they're, they're fixable. I mean, we, you have to come out with some fire and some fight. Really, I mean, they showed that for 32 minutes last night. The first eight minutes of the game, we, I mean, BYU just laid an egg. We, we, we got we to gotta take the fight to, to the other teams. And, um, yeah, it was just disappointed in, in the way that we started and, and the fire and toughness that, um, that, that was missing. And, and Boise State, I mean, teams are hungry. And they, they want to come into the Marriott Center and, and, and beat you. And so you have to know that coming in. I, I know BYU is aware of those things. It, they, they just have to manufacture some of that energy and that fight right from the beginning of the game. Are we still in the figure out what team this is mode? Because last year was this like three-year build, all these seniors, all these guys, right? Jake Toulson, you know, it's like a hired gun to come in and return to BYU. That all made sense that that would be awesome. This team is a hodgepodge of talent, but it's still figuring itself out. Like Brandon Averitt doesn't seem like the player we were hoping he'd be quite yet. Um, Connor Harding still developing. Is it just going to take a little bit longer? I, I think we wanted it maybe a little faster. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, the, Coach Pope is playing lots of guys, and and I think that's a sign of still trying to figure out, um, you know, what what the roles are on this team. Um, I do, I do think guys are kind of coming to into their own, you know, Matt Harms uh, had a great night last night. It was fun to see him. You called uh, that. 
Yeah, I called it. No, that's right. Um, but other guys definitely need to step up. There, there's, we got to find a, a couple other scores to, to help us. And, you know, guys are going to, teams are going to start keying on Alex Barcelo and he's had an amazing start to the year, but they're going to start doubling him and trying to get the ball out of his hands. And so other guys are going to have to be ready and step up. Who is the most likely to step into the second and third leading score roles? Because right now, it's Alex Barcelo clearly at almost 20 points per game. Then Matt Harms at 10, Averett at 8, and then Connor Harding at 7. So who, who, are, the, who are the next guys for two and three in, in points per game? Yeah, to me, it has to be Matt Harms inside. Um, Got to have an inside threat. Uh, you know, I, I love the pick and roll stuff that they do with him and, and just throw it up right to the rim. Um, and then if he can knock down a couple outside shots, I mean, he's going to be a 15, 15 point score a night guy. And he, he needs to be that for the Cougs. Um, I think Connor Harding definitely can come in. And I mean, he has a ton of experience. He played a big role last year and he, he's a guy that, you know, will play any, any role that's given him. That's his mindset. Um, but he's capable of scoring. He's, he's capable of being that double figure guy. And, uh, I'd like to see him grow into that role. The man has scored more points than Jimmer Fredette in a BYU uniform. His name is Tyler Haas. He's with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's all about making the tournament. The goal is clear for BYU basketball, getting to the tournament for the first time, technically because last year didn't turn into a tournament scenario in a very long time, Tyler. How close to becoming uh, an NCAA tournament team is this current squad? Well, they still have a long ways to go. Uh, the talent is definitely there. They have all of the tools of being a, a tournament-type team, um, but they, they still have a lot of growing to do. And, and it's, it's early in the year. I would say um, there's still a ton of basketball left to play. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for this team to, to prove themselves. And, and really, in the next couple of weeks, I mean, uh, all hope is not lost because of, of last night. And uh, I think the locker room, I mean, they talk about the, having the best locker room in America. Like the guys in there are playing for each other. Like I, I don't think anyone has their own personal agenda, um, but it, it's, it's finding the right type of flow and the right type of rhythm. Um, and you got to be playing well at the right time. I, I would say last year, even last year, I mean, uh, last year was a very special, special team, but they had their growing pains and their struggles early on. And um, they just need to, they need to stay together. You know, guys can't go sideways. Um, but I, I think everyone's focused and, and determined to, to keep getting better every day to work towards being that, that tournament type team. I've got a little bit of concern because in the two, perhaps, I don't know, uh, games where there was some real length and athleticism, which is the type of team you'd probably see in the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. in the first, uh, definitely in the second round, that BYU kind of struggled. Granted, losing by 26 to USC was an outlier, but here's Boise State. So is it as simple as what you said at the beginning? Hey, just don't go down 14 nothing. <laughs> That, that's definitely, I think, part of it. You, you can't let a team go on that big of a run. You know, Jeremy, we've, we've talked about it numerous times. Like, you have to find ways to keep scoring. Like, we, we've seen runs with teams um, this year where, they, you know, they'll go on a 10-0 run and, and we'll go scoreless for seven or eight minutes. Like, guys have to find a way to keep scoring, whether that's inside, getting to the foul line. Um, 
But, you know, I, I think uh, if, if they can fix a couple of those, a couple of those things, they're, they're going to be totally fine. Alex Barcelo told me last night, it's time to turn the page after we grieve tonight because Utah's coming up on Saturday. You have to have a very short memory is how he termed it. And it shouldn't be hard because of the rivalry that exists with Utah. How do you like the Cougars matchup with the Utes specifically this year, roster to roster? Yeah, I, I really like the matchup. Um, I, I think Utah definitely has some new guys that have come in and, and are starting to play well. They've only played two games, but I, I think last game they had six guys in, in double figures. Um, lots of weapons on their end. Uh, this Ryland Jones uh, gave BYU buckets last year. He was tough um, on both ends of the floor. He's really smart, um, kind of leads the charge for them. But then you have... You know, Timmy Allen, you know, athletic, smart, um, and, and just a poised, experienced guy. And so, uh, but, you know, our length and size definitely matches up well with them. Um, and uh, I want us to, I, I think this team, the first eight minutes are as important as any other part of the game. If we can come out and start, you know, really, really well, um, we're going we're gonna to be fine. You know, going back to, to Jerem's point, um, talking about the length and the size of, of teams, this team has some length. Uh, I, I would like to see BYU play more on attack, right? Coach, Coach Rose and, and the coaches that I've worked with, whenever you're playing against a longer, more athletic team, which BYU is going to see you know, the, the rest of this year and hopefully in the tournament, you got to go right at them. Go right at these shot blockers. You can't be, you can't play on your heels and play hesitant uh, when, when you're going against length. Like, you know, we talked last night, Jerem, there was a, a play by Spencer Johnson. He went right at Alston and we were surprised. He got in the lane and, and, and had a nice little jumper in the lane got to play on attack. And I think if we can get in that mindset of playing downhill, playing on attack, um, uh, that's definitely going to help. Speaking of attack, that's been the issue between BYU and Utah at times, <laughs> physically attacking each other over the years with some fun, uh, you know, kerfuffles. What's uh, maybe your favorite memory, not of an attack per se, but of uh, playing against Utah? Yeah, man, there's uh, a lot of emotion <clears throat> that, that goes into that Are game. Are you getting choked uh, up right now? Getting choked up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, there's definitely heated moments in every every one of those games. And you got to keep your cool. You got to stay the course. Um, but my, I guess my favorite memory was my freshman year um, playing at BYU. Uh, it was... Um, it was, I think it was in February. It was during the coaches versus cancer stuff. So we wore pink uniforms, had pink shoes, like coach, you know, coach Rose was coming off everything with his cancer stuff. And so there, there was like an added intensity and emotion to the game. And, and we just came out and we, we blitzed them. And it, it was, it was awesome. The Marriott center was crazy. And, you know, they had a really, really good team and they, they were coming after us, but, uh, Fun to win, man. Fun to win that game. Do you remember how many points you scored in that game? Uh, I, I, I would say ten or eleven. Fifteen. I had, I had two dunks. Wow, yeah, I had you 15. did. Your best dunk at BYU was in that game. Yeah, <laughs> and you and you and uh, James Fredette combined for fifty-one. So there you go. 
Wow. He had 36. He took 23 shots. So, yeah. Hey, if you combined our points that freshman year, I mean, that that's a pretty good stat. I got the coattails of Jimmer. Tyler, you mentioned the Marriott Center. When that place is rocking, it definitely gets into the collective heads of an opponent. Whereas last night, there aren't many fans there. And this was brought up during the broadcast by Blaine Fowler that – Man, this is when BYU's making a run and they tie the game, this place would be going nuts right now. But th- yeah. there are no fans. So how do you overcome something like that when you don't have the usual Marriott Center magic provided by at least, you know, twelve to 15,000 fans going nuts? Right. It's a challenge that I would say everyone is feeling across America. I mean, the, you know, the energy, the adrenaline that you get from, from crowds, not only at the beginning of the game, but yeah, like you're saying in big moments where, um, you know, the game's tight, you're going back and forth, you feed off that, that, um, the crowd's energy and there's no better place to play than, than the Marriott center when it's, when it's rocking. Um, and so it's a challenge that, that everyone's dealing with and you've got to find a way to, to manufacture that energy, whether it's coming from the bench, like, you know, guys that are, that are coming in in limited minutes, when your number's called, you got to be ready to go and you got to bring that fight and energy some, somehow you got to find it deep in inside you to, to bring it because yeah, the, the energy in the building is just different for sure. Okay, Tyler, let's take a moment and just consult with Spencer. So we're going to do the second screen experience mm-hmm, for the Utah mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler and I are going to do this on the BYU TV app during the game. So, Spencer, you did the second screen experience for North Alabama football for BYU. What, what do you recommend we know, do, not do? Be ready to talk a lot. <laughs> I'm always ready to do that. That is true. <laughs> and bring something to, uh, you know – Help your throat when it gets sore because it will get sore. You'll be talking so much. I don't know. Maybe uh, the producers will work in a break or two for you during the basketball game because we didn't really get that during the football Tyler, game. I'm leaning on Tyler to carry this thing. I don't know what Tyler <laughs> yes, has planned. Yes, it is. So, oh. Ty, maybe, maybe that's for you. Bring bring some throat lozenges, uh, you know, some honey Three lemon tea. Up. Uh-huh. Make sure that the vocal cords are all loosened up because both of you are going to talk a lot. That's my advice. Okay, noted. <laughs> Tyler, great to talk to you, man. Hopefully BYU can turn this thing around against the Utes of all teams. Yeah, come on. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. You got it. Tyler Haas on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. My life's better because I get to hang out with Tyler Haas on these games. It's really fun. He's doing a great job, and uh, we're very excited to have him in-house now. Okay, coming up, Bracken L. Backery, speaking of fun guy, joins us. <laughs> no specific content tease necessary. He's that entertaining. It's the truth. And which team is the best NFL fit for one Zach Wilson? Oh, boy. This is BYU Sports Nation. I hate my answer to this. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Oh, Stacy Corley going the distance like Cake sang about. Join us Saturday, two days from now, December 12th, or Eastern Time, BYU Football Top 100 Plays. This was maybe the most fun project I've ever worked on. Pet project for you and I going, hey, let's do this. We did top 50 in 2013. Let's do 100. <laughs> so it's coming up for Easter and Saturday. Cannot wait. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. 
Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Inspired by the BYU versus Coastal Carolina game last week, Stuart Mandel is proposing a bracket buster weekend in college football going forward. Do you like the idea? I absolutely love this idea. You want something compelling and rich? Give me a bracket buster weekend in college football. And don't tell me you can't do it because 2020 has proved that you can figure out anything. I would love it. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I love it. So it's not going to happen, but it's a fun idea. Also, relegation. Give me those two (laughs) things. Give me those two things. Power five relegation. Which of the projected teams in the NFL would be the best spot for Zach Wilson in the National Football League? And I summarize here. Seventh to Carolina, according to CBS. Eighth overall to the Falcons. Ryan Wilson of CBS. Ninth to the Detroit Lions from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay in the ESPN mock draft. I hate my answer so much. I hate myself. 49ers. I don't want to root against. Wow. Zach Wilson. But if you're in the NFC West, Zach. You already root against Fred Warner. I root against the Niners. I don't root against Fred (laughs) Warner and kind of cool. I like Zach going to the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Talented core of wide receivers. He looks good in those jerseys. Okay, yeah, the All Blacks. Yeah. Also, Matt Ryan is a great mentor. I know that Matt Ryan's on his yeah. way out, but yeah. that would be a great person to learn from yeah. the quarterback position. I yeah. like Zach. Go to Julio idea. Jones, yes. Calvin Ridley. Okay. Yes. Okay. Those incredible wide receivers. Yeah, let's go. Todd Gurley's your running back. Yeah. Just fix go. the offensive line, please. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. Okay, coming up, did Jason's pick help me uh, win or seal my fate in property? <laughs> I asked him to mail it. Plus, is Brackenell Bakery considering a return to BYU next season? I mean, what if the school throws in a beard card? Just stay then. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, just watch sports, okay? We got you. Two Eastern, women's hoops against Boise State. Four Eastern, top plays, BYU football, 100 of them. 5 Eastern, countdown to tip off hour-long pregame. BYU versus Utah, second screen experience with that hour-long postgame. Then at 9 Eastern, countdown to kickoff, and then the postgame show, and then a rebroadcast of the game after the postgame. Loaded, baby. Let's go. A loaded show today as well. The always entertaining Bracken L. Bakri, senior defensive lineman for BYU. One-on-one BYU Sports Nation All-Access. Is he coming back for a senior season? Bracken, you led BYU football with 11 tackles against Coastal Carolina. How are you feeling physically after really a a tough and uh, solid performance, statistically speaking? Yeah, it was, uh, I broke 100 tackles, I think, on Saturday. So it was a big day statistically for me. But it was was definitely a physically demanding game. And and me and Kyrus and, and Zach played a lot more snaps than we have in previous games. So we, we were definitely feeling it in the days, the days afterwards. That's, I don't think that's anything new compared to some of these other games we played, but, but yeah, it was definitely physically demanding and, and it was really fun. I mean, if we had another foot, you and me and would, and, and a lot of these other interviews, we'd have a totally different conversation about how we laid our bodies on the line and, and those sort of things. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good day. You know, you can have a good day personally and still, it's still a kind of an unfortunate day as a team. Hey, isn't that interesting how a few feet can change the entire feeling and rhetoric of the storyline? Yet here we are, BYU 9-1 and one on the season, still number 18 in the college football playoff poll, which was revealed this week. 
I don't know how much you care about the rankings, but what do you think about the Cougars in at number 18 following that loss to Coastal Carolina, who switched spots with you guys previously, and now the Chanticleers are number 13? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate to, to move down in the in the rankings. Uh, it changes some of the postseason game options for us and stuff, and I don't actually know. I'm not in those conversations or meetings, so I couldn't tell you what exactly it means for us. Um, I've heard a lot of chit-chat chatter about it, but, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's, it's not what you, we wanted to see, but, but you know, we put it on our head – Zach put it on his headband, and, and we stand behind. We'll play anybody anytime, and, and sometimes that means you're going to lose games, but most of the time it means you're going to win games. Because we've uh, brought up the postseason – do you have a preference on a potential opponent out there? Like if you could, if you could hand select an opponent, not in a new year's six game, who would it be or, or what type of opponent would it be? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I just don't know the rankings very well to tell you what, like for, to select from a possible list. It'd be awesome to play Utah. I don't know if they'll be able to, I don't know if they'll be eligible to play. So, uh, but it'd be, and that would be cool. Um, I don't know that the, the Plaque 12 is, everybody's losing to everybody and everybody's beating everybody. So I couldn't tell you what's going to happen there, but yeah, I don't know. I'd love to play a, a team that runs the ball. Obviously it makes me feel important, but, but whatever, <laughs> whatever comes, you know, we'll play anybody. It'll be a good time. Brackenell Bakri with us on BYU sports nation coach Kalani Satake and many of your teammates have been adamant that though the loss was really tough to swallow, you feel like you'll get better. Not every team can bounce back. Why do you feel confident that this team will get better following an understandably disappointing loss. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it was, it was disappointing, but you look at this team and, and this isn't the team that's, that's, you know, we haven't been undefeated our whole time here. This, uh, yeah. We, we win a lot of games, but losing isn't something that's never happened to us. And that's earth shattering. We lost before and we've bounced back and we know how to, how to take strength from our family members and, and, and move on from it and learn from it for sure. Uh, go through the film, and, and learn and grow. I think one of the reasons that we've won so many games this year is, is partially because of the loss we've taken in previous years. And we've learned from it. And we've learned how to, how to take on different techniques a lot better. And in the end, sometimes there's just a few things that practice can't teach you that games can that were, and it's like, it's like in the heat, heat, when, when iron strike and iron, you're going to learn like, okay. And sometimes you just can't, it's really hard, even in scrimmages and stuff, it's hard to, to simulate, those sort of sort of situations that you can only get in the game. And I think this, this coaching staff is really good at then taking those situations and, and, and learning from them and teaching us from them. Earlier this week, I asked your teammate Dax Milne, what is the most effective way to overcome disappointment and turn the page? And so I'm interested to get your take on that. I know that your coaches can tell you things, but how do you personally move on and turn the page now to San Diego state? You know, I'm not the, I don't think I'm the best person to ask. I think there's, I think of the 123 guys down there, I'm probably very, very low somewhere in the one twenties on, on taking it well and, and, and moving on. Sometimes the sort of things just sit in the back of my mind and just, you know, fester. So, but, it, but that's not a bad thing. You know, sometimes it's nice to have something festering in the gut when you, when you go play another opponent, you know, I, I don't know, I guess use it to fuel yourself. I I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. If you want to learn about <laughs> bouncing back from stuff, there's 122 guys down there that'll tell you all, all these philosophical, great things of the mind that I'm still unlearned in. 
I always appreciate your honesty. And maybe you're right. Maybe uh, some festering will uh, show up in a great way against San Diego State. Uh, speaking of the Aztecs, what's the scouting report on what they're going to try and do against you guys uh, on Saturday? Yeah, so we're, and we're still scouting them out. It's still early in the week for us. I know you, this is airing on Thursday, but um, we're, we're still early in the week. But from what we've seen, they've, they've run a lot of 12 personnel, which isn't, was, isn't uh, uncommon from what they've done in previous years. Or somewhere around 80%. I think it's like 83% or something like that, 12 personnel. Uh, the next is 11, very few 10 personnel. So we expect them to try to run the ball, especially after our game on Saturday. We we expect them to try to hit similar similar shot spots and stuff. And so we're uh, we're scheming we're scheming to be ready for that and to be heavy on the edge and and different things like that. How much does what happened in last year's game at San Diego State, losing 13 to three, play into motivating for you hosting them this year in December in Provo? Yeah, it's, it gives our it gives our team a really good chance a chance to to get a little revenge, get, get back on it and stuff. I wasn't actually at the game last year, so I couldn't tell you, like, I don't have some massive vendetta that I'm, you know, you killed my father prepared to die sort of thing. I'm just there to have fun. It's senior night, have a good time with our friends and, and enjoy ourselves and, and win a football game together. All right, Bracken. Um, senior day for BYU, and I know this is a weird year because we're not really sure who's going to come back and who is actually playing their final game and all that with the COVID stipulations and, and the allowances for an additional year. Where do you stand in all of that? Yeah. I'm, uh, I, funny that you asked this week. I'm, 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 I'm pretty deep in trying to decide I'm, I'm torn. I've got a lot of, a lot of pros and cons to both. So I, I couldn't give you an answer on where I stand, but uh, I'm just, I've enjoyed a great season. It's been a great time with, with my, with my friends. I've really enjoyed. So obviously I love this game and I want to keep playing it. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you there's, there's, I'm getting, getting advice from people I respect and that I love. And that's what every, all the seniors are doing, right? We're all, we're all getting advice from the people we love and trying to make the best decisions for us and our families. Fair Most enough. Most seniors are married. I, I would, I would say, I, I bet you 90% of the seniors down there have a family, if not kids and stuff. It's crazy. Okay. Well, and you're in those ranks. So uh, I need to ask you, how do, how do, uh, how do the, the in-laws and your wife feel about the beard? <laughs> well, this isn't a beard, mind you. It's a couple. It's a little shadowy. Uh, give, you know, sometimes a couple of days you don't shave. What well, were you like? Wow, how'd that get there? Uh, my wife likes it a lot. It's. I think one of the reasons you see me in the shadows sometimes is because I'll go to shave it. She's like, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing? Don't shave yet. So no, it's, it's just you know a little bit of shadow. I wouldn't. I would definitely wouldn't call it a beard by any means. <laughs> Bracken L. Bakery in his shadow with us on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, best of luck against San Diego State. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Congratulations on an 11-tackle performance. We look forward to seeing a 10th win for BYU on Saturday. Thank you. Bracken L. Bakery, Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Oh. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Oh, we show how you have a beard. What? Oh, how did that, how'd that get there? shadow, Jerem. Yeah, man, pretty shadowy there. It's a shadow. That's awesome. <laughs> Coming up. Today's Rise and Shout. And a prop pick recap. Who's paying the piper this week and spinning the wheel? Here we go. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. 
BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, uh, Google BYU Sports Nation. It's time for our Prop Pick Recaps, presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Let's recap, Jerem. Number one, we called this Arcade Fennigan pick. Mm -hmm. Which return missionary (laughs) will have the most points against Boise State for BYU? Connor Harding, Richard Harwood, or Trevin Nell? No points awarded here. No one selected Richard Harwood, who had eight. Jason, with my proxy pick, had Connor Harding, three points. Jeremy had Trevin Nell. He didn't score. He didn't score. Trevin, you're my guy. Let's go. Okay, number two, Alex Barcelo will have more or fewer than 22 points. The number of completions Zach Wilson had against Boise State. He had exactly 22, so neither <laughs> of us got that one. Okay, number three, Caleb Lohner will have more or fewer than an, or exactly four three-point attempts. The number of BYU rush TDs against Boise State. Jeremy got the point. Lohner had three three-point attempts. I told you exactly three. So that means after a high-scoring week. Wait, I thought it was uh, I got one win and you got one win. No. no. I'm just kidding. We're doing totals. Uh-huh. We're doing volumic. Final tally for the week is Spencer 2, Jerem 1. Thanks for nothing, Jason, and I still won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks for thanks to Trevin now for not scoring. You're spinning the wheel again tomorrow. I will spin the wheel again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. Ben, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling something coming oh. on. <laughs> oh, shoot. I have a symptom. I've got to stay home. <laughs> Our question of the day. That's a serious thing, I would say. Yes. What would you give up to have Zach Wilson return for BYU football next season? The wheel of consequence. At Jingle Bell Joseph on Twitter with our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. My job. I wouldn't be able to stop reading Heisman articles about him anyway. That's Hashtag true. BYUSN. Okay. Don't give up your job, man. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you hate it and you need to do something else. Today's rise and shout outs are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding him forward. Mine goes to Alex Barcelo. 22 points. Dude took one shot. It was at the very end of the half. Mm-hmm. Had made a couple of free throws. Five points. Has 17 points in the second half. Just real good adjustments for BYU. Unfortunately, just a little bit short. That dude is such a competitor. He is, man. I love it. And uh, my shout-out after uh, throwing Jason under the bus for not scoring me any points actually goes to Jason Shepard for being early on the Spencer Johnson he train. On the Spencer He's Johnson been leading train. the charge. Yeah. Spencer yeah. Johnson with his swing. Somebody, somebody trains. What is this, Springfield? Our thanks to today's guests, Tyler Hawes and Bracken L. Bakery. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Terrell Lede. We'll see you at 4 Thanks. Eastern for the home opener of BYU Women's Basketball on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs. Let's go Cougs. This is BYU Basketball with Mark.